Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. You're thinking, okay, here we go again. Two seconds, one second, the horn fell. Arkansas wins. The Razorbacks have won it. This year's team is built different. They're built more above the rim. Coach Matt Zimmerman on Out of Bounds is brought to you by Telco Federal Credit Union, providing loans since 1950 for your dream home, duck cabin, home remodel, or vehicle. Apply online at telco.com. All right, let's go to the phone lines and welcome in the man himself, Coach Matt Zimmerman. Coach Z, how you doing this afternoon, man? Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. Had a great Christmas back in St. Vincent with the family. It was awesome. I was there for, got there Saturday and stayed till yesterday, so it was awesome with my mom and dad, all my siblings, nephews and nieces, and a lot of cousins and a lot of family, so it, it was nice, very nice, but it's good to be back, John, Todd, and hope you guys have a good Christmas also. Definitely, definitely did, and we know with uh, New Year's coming up, it's going to be uh, a thing where uh, New Year, New Me type of deal for many different people. But for Arkansas Razorback basketball coach, they still got a tough test against a non-conference opponent, UNC Wilmington, because we know Arkansas had to work on some things. They've had some ups and downs. I feel like the last game that Arkansas played in, first half, terrible. Second half, really turned it on. But we're talking about a team – and UNC Wilmington that's had some upsets, like beating Kentucky in Rupp Arena, wow. which we know is not easy. So just what do you think about UNC Wilmington and the test that they'll provide against Arkansas? Should be a pretty interesting game. Arkansas's got a lot more talent than Wilmington. Wilmington does a pretty good job in, in their stuff. And I was looking at all their numbers yesterday, and I was like, man, I mean, incredible from free throw numbers, three-pointers, um, how they shoot the ball, some fast break points and all this stuff. And then I really dove in it more, and I was like, they are pretty good. They've had some good wins. But you also have to take into fact some of these really huge numbers they had. Well, they beat the University of Mount Olive. By, uh, they, they, they scored 105, and they beat Columbia International. I didn't know that there was a Columbia International. That's in Columbia, South Carolina. They scored 116 on them. That'll help your stats. And then they beat Montreat College, which is in Montreat, North Carolina. They scored 119 points. I was like, that's why they have such phenomenal offensive numbers you combine that with the fact they are pretty good and uh you know it's, it's a nice program wilmington has gotten better uh the coach they have there now siddle he's kind of gotten it going pretty good he was a uh i think he's in his fourth season now at wilmington and by the way i was trying to think when the last time we had i think this may be the third team ever that'll come in here they'll be wearing teal uh they're, they're, that's their color seahawks mm. you don't play a lot of teams with teal colors but uh They'll, they'll, they'll roll in here on Saturday. It'll be interesting. They, they have a couple of pretty good players. I like their point guard, Phillips. Um, he's he's a guy that kind of makes a lot happen for them. Uh, Newby's a good player, number one. Uh, K.J. Jenkins, number zero, can really sh- shoot the basketball. And uh, he hit three threes against Kentucky. I had that game on DVR and went back, and they, they wouldn't have beat him without him. But the guy that's, that's the best player, um, he's really done so much for them. His, his name is White, and he 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 had 27 and 10 against Kentucky. Trezarian White, he wears number 13, and he can do a little bit of everything. He's a versatile guy. He doesn't shoot a ton of threes. He's nine for 20 on the threes, which is really good, almost 50 percent. But he, he he hits mid range. He can get around the basket. He can finish down low. And White's a good player, 13. So just like when we saw with Greensboro, they came in here with a six eight big kid that was pretty good. 
and two attacking guards, those Langley brothers, um, you know, those three basically on their own uh, had, had tremendous games and they were a huge part of them winning. So they have that kind of talent, Wilmington does. But overall, Arkansas, uh, coming off this break, sh- should play well and, and, and hopefully get a win Saturday. So going into this then, Coach, what is Arkansas – I mean, they got a lot of things that we know they've continued to work on, continue to improve on, but what's going to be the key ingredient for Arkansas to have success in this game against them? Well, definitely going to be Arkansas's defense because it is, it's, you know, it's been good at times and it's struggled at times. And it's, there's been times they had not been able to get stops. There's been times that they couldn't – the Razorbacks had trouble keeping people in front of them. And so – uh, did that a little bit better against Abilene Christian. Abilene's Christian, it was 73 points, um, but they couldn't drive it as much. They did some in the first half. But I think that, just overall team defense, um, keeping Wilmington from driving, because I think most of Wilmington's threes are set up by dribble penetration. And if they can sh- shut that penetration down, they'll have, a re- they'll have a really good chance to win this ballgame. I mean, Wilmington, they, they score 85 a game, uh, and they give up 71. So it's kind of a high-scoring attack. Again, the numbers are a little bit inflated when you score 119 on the NAIA team. But still, those are still really good offensive numbers. So to me, the number one thing is Arkansas's defense versus Wilmington's offense. And if the defense can have a good game, high-energy game, high-effort game, high-intensity game, the crowd ought to be awesome, uh, then the Razorbacks, you know, there's no reason why Arkansas shouldn't be able to beat Wilmington. Yeah, I was thinking about it offensively, too, because last time we saw – Arkansas outs, you, you really had great performances by Tremont Mark and Califf Battle. And, you know, those are guys that have really shown case that they can, they can be the dudes that go for 20-plus points any given yeah. night. Uh, do you think that just given their way that they play and everything, are those going to have to be the two guys that you count on to get anywhere between 15, 20 points per game where, hey, you can't have off games, you two have to be able to yeah, be the scorers right. on this team? Well, there's going to be a lot of games like that, John, where you're going to have to have Tremont and KB have huge games. Uh, this one, I, I think it, Arkansas has so much depth. I mean, really, you're sitting, you know, the NCAA has 13 scholarship players, and then we, we also got Menafield who came here as a scholarship player. So you got 14 high major guys, and all 14 of those are legit high-level, you know, high major basketball players. And what we used to call high major back in the day, now they call it Power Five and all these other names. But you know, the, all you got 14 legit players. If, if both of these guys did not play well, didn't score well, say one of them got eight, one of them got four, does that mean Arsenal loses? No, absolutely not, because you got so many other guys. you got a lot, of, a lot of depth. you got a lot of talent. I think inside, Arkansas could really do some work against Wilmington inside with Makai, Jalen Graham. I think Brazil will bounce back. I think he's pretty determined. Uh, he has not played as well the last few games, so I know he's extremely determined to come back. He's had some great dunks. And a couple of really nice blocks, but all around the game that we know he's capable to play, and I think there'll be a better Brazil. So I think those inside guys, Chandler, Lawson, uh, those guys should have a really big impact on this game. So, yeah, you know, throughout the season, our two best scorers are Brazil and, I mean, are Tremont Mark and, and Battle. And so you need those guys to be as consistent as you can. Be able to count on them. The coaches want to be able to count on those two guys. And, you know, one of them – Tremont is a guy that really he showed it against North Carolina. He might get you 34 points. He's capable of that, you know, and, and he's averaging 17 points a game. So I think 16.9 to lead the Razorbacks and battles behind him. You know, Battle was averaging 22 points a game three weeks ago, and, you know, now that's dropped off a little bit. He's averaging 15. So 
it'll, it'll be interesting how all these guys, I can't wait to see who's starting, who's playing. I really don't care who starts, but who's playing, who's playing together, who's out there at the same time. That stuff's the most interesting things for me as I watch Coach Musselman every season here. Well, Coach, that leads me perfectly into my next question. I was going to ask you, which lineup have you enjoyed watching the most? Because they've gone a lot of different directions, mm. but is there one particular lineup of five guys out there that you think is maybe more enjoyable, more fun, the best? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, that's a good question. There's there's several lineups that are really good. I like the guard-dominated lineup. Uh, the other day against Abilene Christian, the second half when the Hogs took off, you know, it was it was really interesting that the, the guys that, that were playing, you know, you know Devo's going to be out there in any lineup, and Menafield was out there. And, uh, you know, Battle or and Tremont, all, all four of them could be out there at the same time. That's a guard-dominated lineup. And then in that game uh, the other day, there was Jalen Graham had a great second half, I thought, and Chandler Lawson had a pretty good – so one of those two was out there the whole time. That was kind of the lineup. I, I, I really like that. I think – I like having both those top scorers out there. And there's times, you know, just in the course of any game, coach has a lot of substitution decisions. And there's a lot of times that Mark and Battle are not out there, especially lately, at the same time. And you put both of them out there at the same time, and they get going, and you throw Debo out there, and you throw a point guard out there like Keon Menefield. That's four pretty darn good guards. Who's got four better guards than that? And then put the fifth guy being Chandler or Jalen Graham, or it could be Makai even. And don't forget, we're not even mentioning Brazil. We did all that the other night and had that good win and played so well in the second half in, 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 against Abilene Christian, and you know, Trevin was, was sitting on the bench. So you can put him in there for one of those guards if you want to. I think that's your best ones. There's still some other guys that are going to play this year and make a big impact, like a laden blocker. We, we've seen that from him, you know. Uh, but it's really interesting to watch it. Our two best wins, Duke, and then the number, then the team that's been number ranked number one, Purdue, although it didn't, you know, it didn't go in the record books. It doesn't go on our record, unfortunately. It doesn't go in front of the selection committee. That's a great win against Purdue. And L. Ellis was a star in both those games. And we're not even mentioning him. You know, and he's kind of fell out. He started the other night, uh, but then he's had trouble staying in the lineup. And now with Menafield there, with Layden Blocker playing well, it is a battle. No offense to Caleb's battle. <laughs> it is a battle to, to play at Arkansas right now. Well, that's, and again, another perfect uh, segue because we had some texters text in, and I wanted to ask you about L. Ellis. What do you think's going on? Is, is it something in his head? Because we know he's got talent. We know he's got so many different things and abilities. We've yeah. seen him play well this year, but why is yeah. it that you think that he's just been unable to see the floor as much here recently? I think early on and through the summer and through fall and into the exhibition games and early games, he was a very confident player. His head was up all the time. He was constantly looking to drive the basketball. And then all of a sudden we go to the Bahamas, and he was a little bit more tentative in attacking. And then there was – you remember he wasn't turning the ball over at all early. And then all of a sudden there was some turnovers. And he had some big turnovers. And he had some big turnovers against Memphis. And I think it impacted his confidence. And then you throw on the top. Not that he's going against his own teammates. He's not. It's all one team. But, you know, there's also competition within. And when you're struggling and you're not being able to drive it, and all of a sudden he wasn't making shots when he was shooting jump shots, and you got Layden Blocker playing pretty well. you got you got Keon Menafield coming in the last two games after he got eligible. And, you know, you got other guys competing for those minutes, and he has struggled. And I think it's been a combination of those factors. I think it's been the inability of him to get to the basket as easily 
and hadn't been finishing at the basket as much. And, uh, you know, he needs to be a playmaker. He needs to be a guy driving and kicking it and setting his teammates up and be a facilitator. And he's got to get his head up. You know, you got to play with your head up. you got to play with confidence. He's an older guy. I mean, he played with one of the best Juco's guys. Tallahassee, tough Juco. Been there many times recruiting. Hard-nosed kids at Tallahassee. And then, you know, he went to Louisville. And so he's been around. He has played. He has experienced. This is his fifth year of playing. Not sitting out, not red-shirting, not five, five years of playing. He's an older guy. And, and he's still going to help this team. He's going to have to. Well, you had mentioned, uh, speaking of guys who have been uh, struggling a little bit, you mentioned Trevin Brazil earlier. Um, I know yeah. he's given you quality minutes, and, I mean, that may not so – a lot of his, you know, points per game off a little bit. Maybe his rebounding isn't there quite as yeah. much as it's been. So things aren't showing up quite as well on the stat sheet as they did maybe earlier in the year. Is there something that you can pinpoint as to why he's struggling? And if there is something you can pinpoint, is there a way to turn it around? Well, he definitely will turn it around, and I think that he will rise up as the level of competition increases and gets better. And as the league is, the league's, you know, it's a good, pretty good league. I do think he'll step his game up. I think he knows that he has to. Well, he's averaging nine point something, and he's averaging six point something rebounds. And he's a guy that, you know, we all had these hopes of, you know, averaging 18 and 11 or something like that. And he might be able to get to that down the road at some point in his career. But, you know, right now he's, I think he goes based on scoring. And when he's scoring it and shooting it well, he does so many other things. And when he's missing some shots and not scoring it as well, he's kind of like L. His confidence can drop a little bit. He's still our third-leading scorer. But I I like Coach Musselman's teams when he has about five guys scoring in double figures. Boy, that's a hard, those are hard teams to beat. I was fortunate enough to get to coach some teams like that. Where that's when you're really good. And we need to get back to that because we, we have the two we've been talking about, Tremont and Caleb, and then our third leading scorer averages nine points something. And then Devo is the fourth leading scorer, and he averages you know uh, right at about seven. That's your fourth leading scorer. And so it's a little bit – now there's a bunch of them scoring four and five and six points a game. If you look at Arkansas stats, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's, there's six guys averaging six points a game. That's pretty good. That's nice, but I, I do think we've got to have a little bit more guys with the increase you know, because there's, there's, it's just hard to win it. People scoring two points, four points, six points all the time, and you've got to have those guys that can carry you and battle, and, and Mark can do that. And Trevor Brazil needs to become that third guy that coach can consistently count on, hey, he's going to get us 14, or he might get us 20. He might get us 22. Well, Coach, I know that since we're about to wrap up non-conference play, uh, we've seen, again, some of the inconsistencies, but we've seen some really good moments. But I guess the question I have for you is just, at this point in time of the season, what would you say has been the biggest surprise about this Razorback basketball team so far? And that is a tough question, John. I think the biggest, well, the surprise to me, the biggest surprise, it was, it was not in it, was, was the loss to, to UNC Greensboro. That was a big surprise. And uh, I don't think anyone kind of saw that coming. And I wasn't surprised beating Duke. I always think we're going to win in Bud Walton. There, there won't be a game all year. I won't think we'll, we will win in Bud Walton Arena. It's an incredible home atmosphere. It's a, you've got a huge advantage when you walk out there to play. Um, but but some other things that have been a little bit of a surprise, it, it's been a little bit of the yeah, – I thought this team would be a tremendous rebounding team, and they, they might get to that, but they have not been that. And then just the steals and assists. His teams usually have good steal and assist numbers, and they have not been as good as he wants. That's why he's been so frustrated. 
And that's why he keeps changing the lineup and, and doing things to try to get, not that a steal equals a win. You know, Coach, you know, Mike Anderson's teams would average 10, 12 assists a game. Didn't mean he was going to win. But, but I do know Coach wants more aggressive, more pressure defense for this team. He's got guys that can really do it. Um, but as far as the other surprises in a really good way, Chandler Lawson, I remember when he was coming out of high school, he has been, he has been so good. I've been so impressed with how his attitude and how he has played and how he can shoot the ball. That, that's been a great surprise. And I, I, I was surprised. This wasn't recently, but this was in June, the first time I got to watch him practice. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Layton Blocker is all he, – he is really good. Hmm. And he is going to be a great – hopefully a great four or however many years they'll let him play in the future year player. I've been so surprised at him and how well he's done. And I, I think – and I knew Trevon Mark's game. He's not really been a surprise. He's been he's been very good, um, but but mostly that. I, I kind of thought Makai would be a little bit more uh, going here early on because he's a guy that can get you double doubles. And I thought Makai, and I think we'll see some huge games. I really like him. I think he's going to be a big part of some successful games. But back to Brazil and how he can get. There's a good question by Todd. You know, he's got to get some buckets around the paint. He's got to get some not just a not just a a dunk. You know, being able to go inside and turn around jump shot and elevate over a guy from Auburn or Georgia or Florida and, and, and make close to the basket shots and not have to rely on a dunk in transition or a dunk in a broken play or uh, a three-pointer. And I, I think that will help Brazil because we need that third guy that can really score some points. Well, Coach, you've been uh, watching any of these bowl games, uh, trying to keep up with them at all? Yeah. Yeah, I was really excited yesterday when I was driving back to Fayetteville. So I was excited to watch A&M with Oklahoma State. I've seen a few other games before that, but I got to watch most of all of that one last night. Of course, I mean, as soon as the quarterback there, and I, I didn't realize the fact the, the third quarterback at A&M had had such a pretty good you know finish to the season mm-hmm. at the left-hander. And he rolled out, and he threw the pass, and the camera went off of him. I said, man, he got hit low. I hope he's okay. And then took the announcers about 12 seconds to say, well, he was down on the ground. And then he never played. That changed that game. But uh, looking forward to these games, uh, you know, Ohio State, Missouri, that tomorrow night, that's going to be interesting. Rutgers, uh, and I liked that game a little bit yesterday. It was in Annapolis. It was kind of dark and cold. I think that was Virginia Tech or West Virginia. I guess it was West Virginia. Yeah, Virginia Tech and Tulane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Virginia, old school. And that's kind of the way this Rutgers-Miami game is, the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl. So what I got to do, John, is that they hardly ever say where the bowl's at, you know, unless you're listening real closely. So I always got to Google figure out where these bowls are because they got all the sponsors' hmm. names. It's not like the old days where they just said, you know, the Fiesta Bowl or the Holiday Bowl or the Rose Bowl. And so I always like to figure out where these bowls are. But, yeah, they're, they're fun to watch. I wish we were in one of them, but uh, we'll be back there next year. Oh, yeah. I was, we were talking about the, the Pinstripe Bowl and the Fenway Bowl and – how must be cool to uh, to have that uh, in those stadiums. But even yesterday, Coach, uh, we were also laughing that we saw Coach have a, a bucket of eggnog poured on him when they won and then another one with a bucket of mayonnaise yeah. poured on him. And I'm like, man, yeah. I don't know which one I'd rather have uh, have to deal with afterwards. Eggnog. But, you, you see, that's what eggnog. I was thinking is eggnog just because mayonnaise, the smell, man, I think that would just get cool. me uh, in a bad way. Yeah, it's interesting. They, they kind of made that a bold tradition. And I've seen somewhere there's five uh, these games in – Major League Baseball stadiums. There was the one that was in Phoenix where, you know, in, in, where Arizona plays their baseball. Yeah, Chase Field, so, yep. Yeah, you got all these games that are that are being played in, in, in baseball, so, which is a unique deal. And I haven't seen it yet, but one of my nephews, Benjamin, told me that 
One of the games, they both stood on the same sideline. But I hadn't seen that yet. I, 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 surely they're not both teams on the same sideline. I, I don't know where he got that info at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm not totally sure either. Is there a certain bowl game, though, that you – whether you've gone to or that you've always enjoyed more than the others? Because, you know, I think about uh, when I went to the Texas Bowl, when Arkansas beat mm-hmm. Texas there, obviously the game was great. But, you know, Arkansas going 6-6, six and six, that was about as good of a 6-6 six and six bowl game playing an NFL stadium and uh, yeah. everything going along with it uh, than some others. Yeah. But is there a particular bowl game that you've always liked or that you've attended that you've enjoyed more? Well, from an old school guy, so when I was a kid growing up, you wanted to win the Southwest Conference and you got to go to the Cotton Bowl. And so I remember, you know, the, the, the Cotton Bowls, uh, the one second to last season of Frank Burles, I was really, really little, and I remember my brothers at Arkansas was playing Georgia. And then getting to go to the bowl games when we finally got to go back, the, the Quinn Grovey era, um, his last two years, well, no, I take that back, his his uh, his last year they weren't as good, but the, the, the other two years that he led the Razorbacks to the Southwest Conference Championship and, and we played UCLA and Tennessee, and those were awesome. And then I got to go when we played Oklahoma and that freezing cold hmm. one. Oh, it's freezing cold. Yep. So I've been to some Cotton Bowls, um, and if, if not, just watching them on TV. I, I like the Cotton Bowl, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the college football playoff. I think it's uh, it's really interesting how these games go, and uh, I'm excited that they're on January 1st. So it, it, it's going to be good. And speaking of that Texas Bowl you mentioned, John, um, so many Razorback fans love that. We were seven and six. And so much came out of that game. We swept Texas. We go, mm-hmm. we go seven and six. There was a huge contract given to coach. You know, he had that statement where you know he kneeled down. I thought we were going to score right there at the end. We were just killing them already. And he had, of course, his statement about it being borderline, whatever. You know, <laughs> the Hog fans just absolutely went nuts. They loved it. Everyone was so excited. He got the big contract, and then you know that was that was when Jeff was the AD and Coach Bielema was here. Sam Pittman was here as offensive line coach. So much kind of changed after that bowl game. You know, the next year we were good, mm-hmm. eight and five. But then, uh, then, 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 then it kind of started. Well, then it didn't start. Then it went downhill. <laughs> and uh, you know, just so much happened off that Texas bowl. That's a good bowl game. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, but man, twelve team playoff guys. It gives all of us hope. And I love the Razorbacks. I went to school here, but we've not ever sniffed it. We hadn't sniffed the fourteen playoff. I hate to say that. We've not gotten close to the fourteen playoff. And it, it'll be nice to be hopefully in the hunt with the 12 teams. So I think for schools like ours, not that we couldn't make the 14 playoff, we would someday. Right. Might be five years from now, might have been 25 years from now, but we would have made it someday. But now, hmm. you know, it, it's going to be nice. We're all 12 teams is a lot. So that'll be nice. Well, coach, real quick before I let you get out of here, too. New Year's plans? Do you, you stay up till midnight? You, you big yeah. on that, or do you yeah. just kind of chill oh, and it's yeah. another day? No, uh, I, I've spent so many of them on the road. But back when I was coaching at Missouri, I started having a New Year's Eve get-together at my house, and I did that for uh, several years when I came to Arkansas. Stopped doing that um, a few years back. I don't know, eight, seven, eight years ago, quit doing that. And so I just do whatever. It's pretty. I'll definitely be up. But uh, I'm too old to go run around. I ain't, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to his his house or, or do whatever. So it'll be pretty laid back. You know, hey, I'm kind of like my man Dennis Harper used to always say we can we can tear it up we can celebrate but it's going to, have to be from about 4 p.m to about 6 p.m then i'm going to, have to shut it down so <laughs> that's kind of the way i am i will stay up though and watch it, it, it's awesome and 
I can't believe it's 2024. I know. I know. It's going to move so fast. But, hey, Coach, four to six, that's why they call it happy hour. They did it for people like you <laughs> and people that's like right. that that enjoys those times the yeah. most, no doubt about it. But, Coach, yeah. hey, we always appreciate it. Appreciate uh, Telco Federal Credit Union. And have a happy new year. Enjoy yourself, Coach. And we, uh, we look forward Thank to you, seeing you in the new year. Yep, John, stay in touch with us, and uh, I'll see you up here in Fayetteville, I know. Oh, yes, you will, Coach. Appreciate okay. it. Uh, All again, right. Yeah, John. no problem. Again, that was Coach Matt Zimmerman joining us. Thanks to Telco Federal Credit Union.